Hello, this is Phillips Cool. I've been the conference producer for CHI's annual conferences on advances in prenatal molecular diagnostics, an area in which there's been tremendous activity and tremendous advances over the last few years. We've held three annual conferences in Boston from a U.S. perspective. The next of our meetings will be the upcoming European meeting in Lisbon, in early April. And today I'll be talking with Daniel Grosso, who's Chief Medical Officer from Sequinome. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Phillips. I'm interested in information as to how Sequinome looks at applying new technology to address the next sets of clinical questions for non-invasive prenatal testing. Well, Phillips, uh, Sequinome launched the field of non-invasive prenatal cell-free DNA screening in October 2011 with a test for trisomy 21, also known as Down syndrome. And that test had far greater sensitivity and specificity than previous blood-based prenatal screening approaches. Now we have continued to be an innovation leader in this space, which is also known as non-invasive prenatal testing, or NIPT. And over the years, we broadened the content of fetal conditions that can be screened non-invasively to include other trisomies, such as trisomy 18 and 13, and sex chromosome aneuploidy, such as Turner syndrome and Kleinfelter syndrome. A study published in 2015 in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology used data from over 450,000 pregnancies that were screened through the California prenatal screening program and determined that about 0.6% of those pregnancies had a fetal chromosomal abnormality. And further, the study estimated that so-called traditional NIPT which only interrogates the major trisomies and the sex chromosome aneuploidies, would detect less than 80% of those abnormalities. And to us, this highlighted a major unmet need in NIPT, which we set out to address through maternity genome, our latest innovation in the field. This test, which is available now for clinical ordering through our CLIA lab in San Diego, was designed using the latest biochemistry and bioinformatics advances to detect duplications and deletions across the entire genome at karyotype resolution, that is about seven megabases and above. It also reports on many specific microdeletions smaller than seven megabases in size, for example, those associated with the George, Credichot, and Wolf-Hirschhorn syndromes, among others. And actually, more details can be found in our report on the clinical validation of the test, which was recently published in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Could you discuss some of the ways in which this approach differs from prior approaches for cell-free DNA-based prenatal testing? Sure. Maternity genome reads over 30 million DNA fragments for every sample, higher than any other NIPT currently available. And this high fragment count combined with biochemistry and bioinformatics innovations accumulated over five plus years of experience in cell-free DNA testing allows for unprecedented resolution in detecting deletions and duplications across the entire genome. The 7 megabase karyotype level resolution is important because abnormalities of this size typically encompass dozens of genes and are generally regarded as clinically significant. So the test is also designed to report on several deletions that are even smaller than 7 megabases but are linked to well-defined clinical syndromes. One thing that's important to note is that maternity genome does not employ a targeted approach. Rather, it performs a hypothesis-free interrogation of tens of millions of DNA fragments across the entire genome. And this allows for detection of very rare conditions, 
such as unbalanced translocations and rearrangements that may not have been suspected clinically. It can also detect rare whole chromosome aneuploidies that may be reflective of confined placental mosaicism and could impact the course of the pregnancy, even if the fetal genome is not implicated. So maternity genome is able to detect non-invasively most of those conditions that make up the 20% or so gap previously thought to be undetectable by NIPT. And this is a real leap forward and is arguably the biggest news in NIPT since the introduction of the first NIPT test back in 2011. Another key benefit of this hypothesis-free genome-wide approach is the exquisite specificity of the assay. So the test algorithm assigns hundreds of DNA fragments to each of tens of thousands of small bins that are about 50 kilobases in size per bin. Now, for a deletion or duplication that is many megabases in size to be reported, the individual fragment counts in over 100 of these 50 kilobase bins would have to be elevated or depressed simultaneously and contiguously. And the probability of that happening by chance is obviously very small. And last year, we published our experience with microdeletion testing with the Maternity Plus test in over 170,000 clinical samples, which showed only three confirmed false positives out of 55 reported positives, resulting in very high relative PPV for these difficult-to-detect abnormalities. And maternity genome uses a similar genome-wide approach as maternity 21+, plus, but with double the number of DNA fragment counts. So we expected specificity to be no less impressive. And what clinical experience can you report thus far with the newer test? We have tested nearly 5,000 clinical samples since the assay was launched, and results to date have revealed several very interesting observations. First, the positivity rate has been around 6%, which is more than twice as high as for 21+. This to us, suggests that right now the assay is used primarily by maternal fetal medicine specialists for cases that are particularly complex and likely to have a positive finding. And this is appropriate for the early phase of adoption of a highly innovative and complex test. Second, we find that approximately 25% of the positive findings are unique to maternity genome. That is, they would not be detectable by any other NIPT currently available. These unique findings consist primarily of abnormalities scattered across the genome that are individually very rare, but cumulatively are quite prevalent, such as unbalanced translocations, intrachromosomal rearrangements, and rare whole chromosome aneuploidies. And this observation in practice aligns fairly closely with the theoretical expectation that maternity genome would detect, by design, a large fraction of those abnormalities that would not have been previously detectable by NIPT. Further testament to the genome-wide power of the test is that within the first 4,000 reported cases, the test identified at least one abnormality for each of the chromosomes in the human genome. We aim to follow up diligently on all positive results through our uh, genetic counselors and lab directors and any reported discrepancies in order to continue learning about the performance of the test in the clinical setting. 
And as the clinical experience builds over time, we intend to share it with the community through abstracts and peer-reviewed publications, as we have done for our previous tests over the years. Bottom line is the maternity genome inaugurated a new era in NIPT, and we are just getting started on a very interesting journey. Thank you, Daniel. I look forward to your participation and that of Sequinome at the upcoming conference in Lisbon in early April. Thank you, Phillips. I look forward to the same.